Now it's Tea Garden time with that man of the blues, Jack Tea Garden, his trombone, and his orchestra. Once again, the National Broadcasting Company has the pleasure of bringing you the popular dance rhythm of Jack Teagarden, his trombone and his orchestra, along with the top-flight trumpeting of Charlie Spivak. Garden and his orchestra playing at Frank Daly's Meadowbrook, New Jersey's popular rendezvous for diners, dancers, and lovers of America's finest dance music. Frank Daly's Meadowbrook is located on Route 23, the Newark Pompton Turnpike in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. And our first offering this evening is a rhythmic arrangement of a tune called Eccentric. <laughs> Thank you. 
Tea Gardens Orchestra at Frank Daly's Meadowbrook in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Well, thank you very much. You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. And today, we're going to be focusing on the music of the great trombone player, Jack Teagarden, and the band that he led in 1939. Uh, Teagarden was born in Vernon, Texas, so the story goes, in 1905. He... uh, was raised in the Southwest. He uh, was quite uh, imbued with blues, I guess you'd have to say. Uh, He came from Native American ancestry, at least partly, and he had quite a broad uh, background in all kinds of different music. He started playing brass instruments as a very young boy, uh, and he really became quite a prodigy. They had a family band. His mother and sister Norma played piano. He had uh, his father, I think, was a brass player, and he had brother Charlie who played trumpet and brother Cubby who played drums, and so they uh, played quite a bit around the Southwest, and Teagarden left home reasonably early to go join some bands in Texas. By the late 1920s, 1926, 27 or so, he was in New York playing with uh, some of the best of the white dance bands, Ben Pollock and then later Red Nichols and so forth, made some great recordings, as we've heard on various podcasts, uh, with people like Benny Goodman and uh, Bix Beiderbeck and uh, even some African-American players he recorded with Louis Armstrong very early on as well. In 1933, he signed a five-year contract with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra. Uh, The Whiteman band had been uh, the band to beat in the 1920s. By the 30s, it was more of a show band. It was very musical, had some great jazz players in it, and uh, Whiteman was always interested in hiring some featured soloists, and so he got Teagarden, who was a good reader and also, of course, sang and uh, played beautifully in the section as well as soloing, and uh, he was there for five years. He made some recordings outside of the Whiteman uh, purview, including some with his bandmate, uh, Frankie Trumbauer, and we've heard uh, some of those recordings. They were called TNT, Teagarden and Trumbauer, or the three T's, uh, Frankie Trumbauer and Jack and Charlie Teagarden. But by 1938, he had... uh, assess the situation, the fact that the swing era was in full bloom, and he decided it was time to, uh, at the end of his contract with Whiteman, to go out on his own, and he put his own big band together in the spring of 1939, including some of his um, session mates from various recordings in the 1930s, including Charlie Spivak on trumpet. He was kind of the co-leader. He played lead trumpet and occasional solos with the band. He also had Ernie Cazares on clarinet and saxophone, Uh, occasionally uh, Alan Royce on guitar, and some other players who came and went as well, including Jimmy McPartland on cornet and his sister Norma Teagarden on piano. The recordings we started out with were a live recording, uh, or a live date, I should say, that was done on September 30th of 1939. And uh, this was done from Frank Daly's Meadowbrook. And that was a, uh, a noted big band venue during the late 1930s. And we heard the recording, uh, or, or the version of Teagarden's theme song, I've Got a Right to Sing the Blues, which featured, of course, him uh, playing trombone and singing. And we went from there into Eccentric, which was a, 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 a 20s tune that was recorded by, uh, among others, the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, and was a jazz standard because of that. Not exactly sure who was the personnel in this band at the time, but... Um, Teagarden had a fairly stable group of musicians he called on through the summer and fall of 1939, then things changed pretty quickly after that, but probably the musicians we heard are Charlie Spivak, Clint Garvin, and Lee Castle on trumpets. Lee Castle played the trumpet solo, Charlie Spivak played generally ballads and lead parts. 
On trombone, along with Tea Garden, we heard uh, Jose Gutierrez, Mark Bennett, and Edley, Eddie Dudley. And there are some beautiful trombone quartet passages we're going to be hearing. Uh, this band featured quite a lot. On saxophones, on alto, we had Clint Garvin and Art St. John playing clarinet and alto sax. Johnny Van Epps and Hub Lytle on clarinet and tenor sax. Hub Lytle played the tenor solos. And on clarinet, alto, and baritone sax, we had Ernie Cazares, who was from Mexico, who was well-known as a, a clarinetist and saxophonist later on. He played uh, with many bands, including Benny Goodman's, and then he went into the studios. He was really uh, famous as a baritone sax soloist. He doesn't play any baritone sax on these sides, at least not in solo, but he's responsible for all the clarinet solos we're going to hear today, at least as far as we know. And we'll hear that this band featured a lot of clarinet leads, as ben, uh, or rather Glenn Miller did, also um, similar in some ways to the Bob Crosby band, at least in repertoire, but I'd have to say the Tea Garden band swung a little bit harder. So we're going to go on right now to uh, some sides that were done in the fall of 1939. We're going to hear a couple of more Dixieland-type tunes. We're going to hear Jelly Roll Morton's Wolverine Blues, which was uh, arranged by uh, trombonist Red Bone, who played with the Tea Garden Band for quite a while. Uh, he wasn't in the band at this time, but he was still uh, contributing arrangements. After Wolverine Blues, we're going to hear a, a traditional blues featuring Tea Garden on vocal and playing, the Muddy River Blues. And... Uh, that uh, is credited to someone named Yaw. I don't know who that was, but um, Tea Garden certainly makes it his own. After that, we're going to hear uh, a recording of a tune that was, I guess, one of their big hits, although it's not terribly well remembered today. It's kind of a pseudo-gospel tune called Somewhere a Voice is Calling, done in uh, swing fashion. Following that, another blues tune by W.C. Handy this time. This is one that Tea Garden was featured on throughout most of his life after having made the first his first recording of it in about 1929. It's the Beale Street Blues. Then we're going to end up that uh, set of Jack Tea Garden and his orchestra with a Fred Norman tune called Swingin' on the Tea Garden Gate. Fred Norman was an African-American trombone player and arranger, and he composed and arranged that tune. So this is the Jack Tea Garden Orchestra from 1939, uh, fall of 1939. Basically the same personnel, all recording for Columbia Records. And uh, the tunes, as I said, Wolverine Blues, Muddy River, Somewhere a Voice is Calling, the Beale Street Blues, and Swingin' on the Tea Garden Gate.
I'm going to tumble in It's a muddy old river But I'm going to tumble in When you lose your heart That's when the blues begin Oh, so long Oh, so long She done Done me wrong When a good man loves Why does a bad man win? Thank you. 
toast If Beale Street could toast Married men would have to take their beds and walk Except one or two Who never hit that booze And the blind man on the corner Who sings these Beale Street blues I'd rather be here Than any place I know Oh, I'd rather be here Than any place I know It's gonna take a surgeon For to make me go
So that was the Jack Teagarden Orchestra from the fall of 1939, from October and November. I uh, told you about the horn players. I didn't tell you who was in the rhythm section. Jack Russin is on piano. He was Babe Russin's brother and uh, played with Red Nichols Band, quite a few groups in the 30s. Alan Royce on guitar. He was better known for his recordings with Benny Goodman. Art Miller on bass and Dave Tuff, the great Chicago drummer. And as I said, some of those arrangements were by Red Bone, uh, the last one. Swinging on the Tea Garden Gate was a composition and arrangement by Fred Norman. So we started out with the Wolverine Blues, uh, followed by um, Muddy River Blues, then the Beale Street, or then uh, Somewhere a Voice is Calling, then the Beale Street Blues, and then Swinging on the Tea Garden Gate. And we heard solos by Lee Castle on trumpet, of course Jack Teagarden on trombone and singing, uh, Ernie Cazares played all the clarinet solos. He was an outstanding player from Mexico. He and his brother Emilio, violinist, came to New York in the 30s and made some interesting recordings, just the two of them and a, I think a bass player along with them. And uh, he was, uh, Ernie became one of the Eddie Condon group in the 1940s and even into the 50s before returning to San Antonio, Texas, and he played uh, quite a lot there up until the end of his life. We also heard uh, Hub Lytle on uh, tenor sax, and then of course Jack Russin on piano. We're going to go back to the earlier version of this band now. This was, as I said, founded in the spring of 1939, kind of getting it together in the spring. They played some uh, local New York dates in the summer of 1939 before going on the road a bit, and that's what ultimately kind of ended the band. Uh, the payroll was quite high, and Teagarden was not a great businessman. Uh, and by the end of the year, uh, the story goes, he was in debt to the tune of almost $50,000 and had to break up the band. Uh, he reformed it early in 1940 with a lot of younger cheaper musicians, I guess you'd have to say, and continued making recordings uh, with that group or the nucleus of that group up until uh, the late 1940s when he finally disbanded and joined the Louis Armstrong All-Stars. And uh, we're going to do a podcast or a show on some of those later uh, recordings coming up, but right now we're featuring the early band. So we're going to go back to the first session of this particular band, which was on April 14th of 1939 for Brunswick. And uh, we're going to hear the 1920s tune, uh, actually 1910s tune, I think, by uh, uh, Gus Kahn and Neil Moray called The Persian Rug. Actually, it was from the 1920s. I think the first recording was by Jabbo Smith and uh, um, the Louisiana Sugar Babes with uh, Fats Waller and James P. Johnson and Garvin Bushell in 1927. So that will be Persian Rug, another red bone arrangement, followed by Octoroon, a kind of an unusual tune that has actually some racial protest qualities to it. Uh, kind of unusual. I think it was by Harry Warren, and uh, that'll feature a tea garden vocal as well. After that, we'll hear Pickin' for Patsy, which was an unusual number for the day in that it featured a guitar player, Alan Rice. We heard a short Alan Rice solo in the first set, but this one uh, features him quite extensively, and indeed he and Tea Garden are credited with the composition. After that, we'll hear Undertow, a tune by Edgar Battle, and then we're going to finish up with the Willie the Lion Smith tune, Rippling Waters. And the personnel on these sides, the first couple of sides anyway, similar to what we've heard, Charlie Spivak, Carl Garvin, and Alec Fila on trumpet, Jose Gutierrez, Mark Bennett, and Red Bone joining Jack Teagarden in the trombone section. Uh, the rhythm, or the saxophone section is the same. Clint Garvin, Art St. John, John Van Epps, Hub Lytle, and Ernie Cazares along with John Anderson on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Art Miller on bass, and Jack Teagarden's brother, Cubby Teagarden, on drums. And that was on Persian Rug. Uh, on the next tunes, Octoroon, a couple of personnel changes. Lee Castle replaces uh, Alec Fila, and um, 
That's actually basically, the, or actually Charles McCamish replaced Red Bone, who was just arranging at that point. So, those are our tunes for the spring and into uh, the early summer of 1939. Uh, Persian Rug, Octoroon, Pick and Patsy, Undertow, and Rippling Waters.
the willows a bluebird cries Down by the river a bluebird sighs Down by the lane there's a hush refrain Octoroon is singing the blues
Okay. Now, here's a song, boys and girls, that's reminiscent of springtime, you know, when a young man's fancy turns rippling waters. ending but a wonderful track we ended up with rippling waters the willie the lion smith stride piano composition and uh don't know who did the arrangement of that it might have been red bone i suppose but an interesting concept for a big band in 1939 of course that was jack teagarden and his big band they recorded that commercially for columbia in july of 1939 and we heard a live version from september 27th of 1939 so obviously they were playing it on a regular basis that was another uh one of the dates from frank daly's meadowbrook and those sides uh i'm taking from a Vernon Music CD. That was a, a CD label devoted to the music of Jack Teagarden and uh, some great stuff on there. There's another Vernon CD of just broadcast from the Meadowbrook that I don't have. I'm going to try to get a hold of that at some point. Great band. Um, doesn't list the personnel, but I'm assuming it's about the same. And I think we can orally identify Ernie Cazares on clarinet and Hub Lytle on tenor sax and possibly Lee Castle on trumpet. So before that, actually, we'll start out with what we started out with on that set. Persian Rug from the 1920s, 1927 or so, Neil Moray and Gus Kahn. That was a red bone arrangement that featured any Kazaris on clarinet, along with, of course, Jack Teagarden on trombone. I think it might have been Carl Garvin on uh, trumpet there. Lee Castle hadn't joined the band yet. Um, could have been him at any rate. And we heard in the rhythm section, as I said, John Anderson on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Art Miller on bass, and Cubby Teagarden on drums. 
From there, we went to that odd tune, Octoroon, um, lamenting a, a mixed-race person. And there was another tune like that, I think it was by Harold Arlen, called Yaller, that Cab Calloway recorded some years earlier. But some interesting sort of political commentary. I wonder where it came from or... Um, why Jack Teagarden was recording it, I suppose, but an interesting tune nonetheless featured some good trombone by the leader uh, on there, and that was recorded in May of 1939. Then we went to a tune called Undertow, uh, and that was kind of a feature for uh, Charlie Spivak's lead trumpet playing, beautiful lead trumpet playing. He wasn't known as a jazz player, but he could play those melodic solos beautifully, and he had a wonderful band himself in the 1940s that featured, among others, Willie Smith on alto sax. We might do a show on that coming up at some point as well. Following Undertow, we heard that tune, Pickin' for Patsy, kind of a, uh, an unusual tune. Actually, I reversed the two. First was Pickin' for Patsy, and that featured uh, a guitar player, Alan Royce, and he composed that with Jack Teagarden. Uh, very strange to have a big band tune uh, that was a, a feature for a guitar player. That just wasn't done. The guitar was a rhythm instrument for most of this period until Charlie Christian asserted himself in about uh, 1939 or 1940 with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, but Alan Royce was well-featured. Uh, he did a couple of solos with the Benny Goodman Band, including, I think, Love Me or Leave Me, and If I Could Be With You, and things like that. And he uh, was featured on many small group dates in the 1940s when he had relocated out to the West Coast and was doing movie work out uh, in Los Angeles. But a very good performance of that. And then, as I said, we ended up with Rippling Waters. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is a, a really great band. Jack Teagarden and his orchestra it wasn't really given its due. Uh, it was part of a, a big flurry of uh, big bands that were founded in early 1939. Four of them were founded by trombone players. Jack Teagarden, Jack Jenny, uh, Will Bradley, and I'm forgetting the other one, but uh, there were four trombone players who started their own bands. Jack Teagarden's probably ha had the biggest send-off. He was the most known player at the time. Uh, the most commercially successful was probably Will Bradley's band, and we did a show on him a while back. Uh, so, didn't none of them lasted all that long, although I guess Teagarden held on longer than any of the others going into the mid to late 40s. Uh, as I said, he lost his shirt on his first band, and uh, never made too much money after that, although he did some interesting things with film appearances and cartoon appearances, and even had his own record label for a very brief time before he finally gave up the ghost of big band leading and, and joined Louis Armstrong's All-Stars for several years, and at the end of his career, the last 10 years or so, he was a, uh, a leader of uh, a Dixieland combo, the Jack Teagarden sextet, uh, that had some commercial success as well. So we're going to finish up with a couple of broadcast recordings. We're going to hear uh, I'm Coming Virginia, the um, Will Marion Cook tune from the 1920s. It'll feature quite a bit of Jack Teagarden. And then we're going to end up with a rousing version of I Found a New Baby, including a vocal by the leader. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and this is WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Hope you've enjoyed the show, and tune in again next week. Now a musical and rhythmic tribute to the Old Dominion State. I'm Coming Virginia.
course, as you guessed it, was Mr. Jackson T. Garden himself with his trombone. And then first we have Maestro Jackson T. saying, I found a new baby. I found a new baby. I found a new girl. My fashion plate baby has got me a world. Her new kind of loving done made me her slave. Her sweet turtle dovin' is all that I crave. Sweet is missed with a kiss full of bliss can't resist somehow. Tells me lies, but she's wide, naughty eyes, mesmerized. I wow and how I don't mean maybe. I just had to fall. I found a new baby. New baby, that's all. Jack T. Garden and his orchestra at Frank Daly's Meadowbrook in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. 